Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Sherwinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Sherwinder. What's up, guys? Ryan here, Torch and Talk Podcast. And the real reason you listen to the show, Tamara. Hello. Yes. D-O-O of Garage Door U. I am. Correct. How's that going for you? Great. It's different from being your assistant, but, uh, you know, now I'm like that for 35 people. <laughs> so. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I was thinking about that this morning, actually, like, what is it like going from being like an assistant to one needy person to like 35 needy people? Some of them are not needy and some of them are needier, but it's, you know, I love them all. They're fabulous. You uh, don't love them all. I do too. Probably like some. No, love I love, I have love for each and every member. Sure, you're, we're all so close. We're coming up on two years and some of them have been with us for the very beginning. So. See the post I shared? I did. I responded with a heart. I love that. Uh, when we started this like we had no clue like what it was or what it was going to be and i know it's so special now yeah part of my week it's my um, favorite. we are in the final stages locking everything down for gdu summit 23 yeah. so for those of you guys who like to do fun things with other business owners and like the whole focus of this is going to be sales and marketing uh, because that's what our team voted on uh, from last GDU Summit. Last GDU Summit, we had some amazing uh, people there, uh, attendees, amazing attendees. Like, when do you brag on your attendees? Um, and they were all like, this was the best event, or this is one of the best events I've ever been to. So Tamara did a phenomenal job, like setting that up and getting it going. And then uh, this year, we're going to up the game a little bit. A little. Stuff, a little. <laughs> we are not racing cars. We're not shooting guns out of helicopters, but we are going to be in a very luxurious resort on an island, mm -hmm. on a lake with a bunch of dudes and ladies uh, from the garage door industry uh, where we will enjoy our time together. We're going to have a fishing tournament. This lake is amazing for bass and striper fishing. Uh, so we'll have that. And then we're also going to have Jesse Itzler um, in as a keynote. Like there's so much information. Like we're trying to figure out how to like pile all this into a few days, mm -hmm. but it's going to be amazing. And uh, we think you're going to love it. So um, we definitely will be releasing that information soon. And you can check it out on garagedoryu.com. Check that out for updates. And so, yeah. Anything else we need to announce? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, GDU for text. That's coming also. Yeah. So we, we thought we had a good solution, but the company that we're using just sent out a message saying they're shutting down completely. Um, awesome. So we're looking for another solution. So there's a little bit of delay, but we are starting garage door tech for or garage door U for text. Yep. So we'll have Garage Door U for owners, Garage Door Tech, uh, Garage Door U for techs. It's going to be um, all about your staff and like self-improvement. We're going to be like uh, talking positive. We're going to be talking things about sales, tips, how to overcome objections, um, how to present your pricing, how to present your findings on the door. Like what's the most effective ways to close uh, tickets uh, how to get the most out of your tickets. Um, and there's going to be a balance of integrity because I know that's like a, you know, a thin line, but yeah. we're going to teach the difference between uh, pushing things uh, to customers 
and offering things to customers and letting them choose. And there's a big difference in that. So we're going to go through all of that together. Um, but that is going to be opening up in April. And uh, I think it's going to be wildly successful. My thing is, is like if I used to invest in my own training when I was a salesperson, but I'm kind of pitching business owners on this, like, hey, if they attend all the meetings, you pay for it because you're going to get 10 times your money back on it. Yeah. But if they don't attend the meetings, they got to pay for it. And I, that's kind of how I'm pitching it to business owners. And I think that's going to work really well. So uh, that'll that'll increase attendance because if somebody knows they got to pay for it, um, they'll probably attend would be my guess. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, today we've got Matthew Lockamy. Did I pronounce that right? You got it. That's it. Yeah. He's in Michigan. Uh, we had a conversation. It's probably been like a month or two ago. Probably about there. Yeah. Month and a half. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just so intrigued by this dude. Uh, he's smart. He's been around the block and, um, you know, our conversations bounced around to a couple of different places. So I was like, man, you know what? Like this would have been a great podcast if we would have recorded this conversation and, uh, he was down to come on the show. So, uh, I love people like this who are passionate about our industry also love the door game in general. And, um, they have a family owned business and it's called Eminem garage doors. And they are, uh, like I was scrolling through their staff and it's like, Half of them are Lockamies. So uh, he works with some family. <laughs> so God bless you. Um, I hired my mom and my wife in the early days and fired them both. Uh, that did not go very well. So uh, I, I don't think either one of them took offense, but my wife has constantly asked me since then if she can come back. And the answer is always no. Um, so it just doesn't, doesn't work out. She tries to kill me in here and boss me around. So Matthew, uh, how are you today, bro? I'm doing great, man. Happy to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Is that uh, like Michigan in the background there? That is, uh, actually the, the Detroit river. That's, uh, downtown Detroit right there. Wow. there there's like Michigan, isn't there? Oh yeah. There's, there's, there's Lake everything around here, man. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now I can give you my one experience of going to Michigan. I was probably like 12 or 13 years old. Now, mind you, I've lived in the South my whole life. Okay. Don't make mm -hmm. fun. Um, we're going up for Christmas because my dad's best friend was up there and mm -hmm. he invited us up. So we wanted a white Christmas and we go up there and, um, you know, I see these dudes in buggies, like we're passing them down the road. I'm like, oh, that's different. Uh, but oh, when we pulled in, we flew into Detroit and it was like in the middle of the night. Uh, I did see a car upside down and some barrels on fire. And I was like, what in the world are we, like, have we died and gone to hell? Um, and then like my mom was like, don't stop at the stop signs. So we just kind of like blew through some of the lights and stop signs uh, because we didn't want to stop. And it was, a, I guess, a really rough part of town in Detroit. And uh, so we got to his house, uh, went to bed, woke up the next morning. I come downstairs and uh, I was like, man, it looks so cold outside. And he's like, yeah, we got a thermometer right there on the window. And I go over there and I'm like, dude, your thermometer is broken. And he's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And he's like, what? broken. I'm like, because it's got a little negative sign right there. I'm like, temperature doesn't go below zero. Like zero is the base. And he's like, no. He's like, temperature goes below zero. This is the first time here yeah, I am. <laughs> now, mind you, I never pay attention in school, so they probably covered this. But this was the first time I realized that the temperature went under zero in my entire life. I've been in Atlanta my whole life. So the lowest I think I've ever seen was like 13 here. Um, so... Wow. He wanted me to put on some layers. Shut up, Tamara. He wanted me <laughs> to put up some, some layers and we went and cut a tree down uh, and use that for firewood. So that's my I mean, remember that trip. We've, we've definitely been through some cold over the years. There's no doubt about it. Negatives, 100%. You know, Detroit's so, it's so uh, funny. Like everyone's like outside perspective on Detroit is exactly how you explained it. And it's, it's, it's very true. I mean, like we don't stop at stop signs in Detroit. Really? 
you know, we don't. And like, like I was downtown last night and like, you just casually roll red lights because you're like, ah, I don't want to wait here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's just Stray like a okay. bullet or some dude trying to wash your windshield. That's scary. Yeah. yeah. I mean like downtown, you don't feel scary, but like, don't go too far outside of downtown for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and hang out. You know what I mean? You kind of <laughs> just want to want to keep moving and uh yeah Detroit I mean southern Michigan you know is it's so different than northern Michigan so most people idea of Michigan is you know Detroit suburbs concrete city I mean that's what it is yeah. you go a couple hours north it's like a paradise it's completely different you yeah. know rolling hills like, trees oh, lakes nice. I mean just it's just amazing. That's that's where a lot of people in Michigan like to spend their time. So it's where I like to spend my time is up north. That's why I'm moving there. So <laughs> I've never heard anyone explain a cold area as paradise. I, it is, it is. I prefer the cold. Do you? Yeah. For sure. hundred percent. Is that why you did so well in the ice bath? I was a beast in the ice bath, right? Not as much of a beast as Tyler was because wasn't, didn't he go back in like three times? Yeah. I've never done an ice bath. That sounds. Oh, you have to. They're amazing. The GDU summit, dude. We're yeah. Do it there. All right. Yeah. I'll do it there. Yeah. It. It's great. Like, um, it really like makes you awake past where you actually think you are awake. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm now like taking cold showers occasionally. Um, it's not that I enjoy the instant pain. It's the after effects of it that right. really helped me. So uh, I like it a lot. And if you're watching online, I got to give kudos to Matthew because uh, we jump on and his background was cooler than mine. And I was like, bro, what in the world? I was like, you got the time, you got the temperature, you got this cool background. And he's like, yeah, bro, you got to download warmly. So I had to do that. Um, before we went live, because I can't have guests have cooler things than me on my own podcast. So give it, give it, give it two Never weeks. Uh, with her blurry background. Thanks. Give it two, Thank you give, for it, that. give it a few weeks. Warmly, I'll be a uh, a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably have them. All right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you got you specifically got into the garage door business. I was uh, out of high school, just you know, working basic jobs, restaurants, golf courses random jobs. I had a buddy of mine, uh, took a job with his uncle and, um, he was pressuring me hard. He's like, dude, I'm making good money. You know, it's, you know, I work 40, 50 hours. I'm making 40 grand a year. I'm like, really? You know, this is back in 2009, 10. And, uh, if it wasn't for this buddy of mine, just pressuring me, I never would have stepped foot in the industry. Most people think like it was in my family. It was not. I'm definitely the the startup, uh, you know, of the company, but he, he pushed me hard. I went on a few ride alongs and, uh, you know, I've always been a handy guy, outdoors guy. Uh, so I picked up on it really, really fast. Uh, and I got really good. And, um, I worked for another company for a little over two years. Um, you know, it was all about repetition, speed, how fast can you get through your service calls? And we were doing a lot of them. We were probably doing on average eight to 12 a day, depending on the day, every day. And there was always, you know, extra side work to pick up. I mean, not side work, uh, overtime to pick up. But, uh, you know, and it was a great company um, that I worked for. Great boss, great experience. Um, You know, I didn't quite agree with his direction, um, you know, and and like my. Here's where it all starts. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know two years of basically making the same money, um, you know, with really no room for growth within the company. Um, you know, I was talking with my grandpa, my grandpa kind of was, you know, he's a plumber and, uh, he went on his own way back in the day. He's like, just do it, man. I was 20, just, just turned 20. And, uh, he's like, what's the worst that's going to happen. You don't have a mortgage. You don't have kids. Um, you could fall flat on your face a few times right now and just pick right back up and keep going. So um, I kind of took that mentality, you know, made a name, you know, my grandpa's plumbing business was JJ and Sons. So he kind of threw out the M&M, you know, because my brothers were all M's, Mike, Matt, Mitch, and Morgan. So uh, I was like, yeah, let's just roll with M&M, man. So open up the business, you know, hopped up, dude, Craigslist was my jam in the beginning. 
I think I was one of the first few, but that really helped me get going, get, get some customers, some referrals. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I dove deep into doing doors on my own every day for, you know, I was in the field for almost 10 years before I kind of started working my way out. Yeah. Were you a technician or an installer? I was just a technician. I was a pro at Springs. I could do motors, you know, fix any door, repair off track or whatnot. And it's a funny story. Like I never even installed a garage door when I went on my own. It's funny. I literally contracted a guy. I sold yeah. my first door. I called a guy that I knew that was doing it out there. Cause my other boss owner, you know, the boss I was working for, he contracted him. I was like, Hey, I got a door. Can I meet you over there? I'll pay you whatever you want, man. Like, I got to see how this goes. And, uh, you know, that was it, man. I paid my first few. Then I started doing them on my own and, uh, you know, started working, you know, I, I learned from a lot of good people, um, you know, that were at suppliers in the industry, um, you know, to really help me along the way. But that was kind of, kind of my start, my starting point there. Yeah. I, my story is similar, but I came from white collar with only four and a half days of training. So very different than working for a couple yeah. of few years and getting that training. But the, um, the story about like, you know, I was a technician and, you know, my, I think it was my third job I sold was a garage, mm. like an eight by seven with a motor, the motor, I, I fine, no problems, but the door, that little, I think it was a nine by seven. If that helps, uh, it was like 11 hours or something like that. Nine <laughs> hours. Um, and I'm sure you put the verts where the horizontals go and the horizontals where the verts go, <laughs> bro. Like it was so bad. We got the door in and then I opened it and it was like hitting the drums or whatever. And then. Um, I had the, uh, I had the center bearing plate upside down. So like the cutout was up top, you know, yep. um, like just so much stuff. And, uh, I, I had to make like three trips to home Depot cause I didn't have everything I needed. And I think I tell this story a lot, but I was in, uh, I was at a PDA conference and I was telling this story. And I was like, by the way, have any of you guys read the AMAR freaking instructions? And they're like, no, I'm like the only two people in this industry at that point and not installed a garage door and had no clue how to do it was me and the guy who wrote the instructions, how to install a garage door for AMAR. And <laughs> at the end, I'm like, anybody got questions and people raised their hand. This dude raised his hand. I was like, yeah. He's like, I wrote those instructions. I work for AMAR. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And he's like, no, I'm not kidding. Like, I literally wrote those. And I'm like, I don't get embarrassed easily, but I was like crushing this dude because I was being hard on myself too. It was a kind of a joke. Everybody, everybody started laughing, but me. And I'm just like, great. This dude. Yeah. You know, funny, funny story of uh, starting. Uh, so, you know, it was back, you know, when I think everybody and still to today is like hiring subcontractors, you know, we supplied our own truck, tools, equipment. The only thing that we got from that company was the parts. Um, but, you know, we bought, a, I had a pickup truck and my buddy had like a, a, a creeper van, man. It was, you know, it looked like he had a mattress in the back. It was pretty funny, but uh, we just rolled around in our own vehicles. Well, I started on my own and I bought myself a brand new minivan, like a 2010 Dodge Caravan right after the economy kind of took a dump and, you know, uh, Dodge offered this lifetime warranty. I was like, perfect. I'm going to get, I'm going to get this lifetime warranty. I'm going to run this thing in the ground. And I did, I drove that thing for 10 years. I think I, I think I pushed over 300,000 miles, but wow. what I didn't, what I didn't realize was I told you about installing my first door. Dude, that was a service machine. Well, then I started selling doors. Now I get like a rack on top. Like I modified a, a weather guard rack to go on top of my minivan. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, yeah, eight by seven, nine by seven, 16 by seven. Sure. Well, then you start selling bigger jobs, man. I was rolling down the road. Like I, I remember doing two 12 by 12s in the mini, man. I had the doors on each side. I put airbags in the back, you know, just, just to hold the weight. I'm pretty sure that frame has got to be twisted. And I put the ladders on top of the doors. I got stuff hanging out the windows and, uh, got to start somewhere, bro. People knew who I was. I was the garage door guy with the minivan in town, just rolling down the road. You know, like these guys in some of these groups, they'll post these pictures of like these guys in cars with like doors. Stuff out the sunroof. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And I'm like, would, you know what though? Like we all started somewhere good yeah. for them for the hustle. Right. And yes. just not caring. Yep. Like I'm not going to dog them. Cause to me, like, I feel like we all start y'all. So it's never pretty in the beginning. Oh yeah. Right. No. Like you didn't get that nice truck in the beginning. If you did, you're probably upside down and that probably cost you growth and everything else. So yeah, I just, uh, I'm a big fan of like starting where you can and just hustling and working your way up. And if that means you're in like a Toyota Corolla installing garage doors, then dude, more power to you. I was uh, just at the AMAR um, uh, event in Puerto Rico. And uh, in, during the conference, they put a photo of a guy, uh, was at one of their door centers with a, with like a Harley with a trailer on the back, yeah. like a little, like a little boat trailer. That's all. And awesome. he would, he he was strapping his doors to yeah. uh to a little boat trailer. No, I was like, hey man. He's like, dude, I love my bike so much. I'm assuming he lived down in one of the southern states, but he's like, I love my bike so much, man. I'm gonna. He had a little tool pack on the back. It was pretty. It was pretty awesome. It's a way to make a name for yourself. Committed oh, yeah. to lifestyle for sure. Yeah, for real. He's the garage door motorcycle guy. Yeah. I know. So, uh, where are you guys based out of? We're just north of Detroit um, in a little town called New Haven. Um, it's about 40 minutes north of Detroit, kind of right up. You know, 94 is the main highway. You follow Lake St. Clair. So I'm pretty close to the lake over here. Um, and then we got our place. We just opened up in Grand Rapids, January of 21. Congratulations. So, dude, it's been, uh, it's been fun. You know, it was, uh, you know, definitely a brand new startup. You know, one of my employees... Guy named Nick, uh, awesome, love that guy. He, uh, I talked about um, uh, Grand Rapids. We do uh, all the Costco installs. So we're one of the Costco vendors up here. So we have six stores in the Detroit area. Well, Grand Rapids had three, including the Kalamazoo area. And uh, I really wanted to get over there. And I brought it up uh, to Nick and Nick's like, I'll go. Like, it wasn't even like, he's like, I'll move tomorrow. I'm like, really, are you serious? It's like, yeah, I'll go. So I ended up looking for a shop to kind of start everything off. And he was looking for a house. We were both coming up dry, man. I was like, what are we going to do? Like every rent, every, you know, realistic space that we found, you know, under 3000 square feet to start was I mean, the second you make the phone call, I was gone. So, and mm -hmm. every, every home he was trying to rent apartment, anything, it was just a booming area back in, you know, late 2020, early 2021. I ended up buying a house, like an old farmhouse with a pole barn. I was like, perfect house for you, pole barn for me. <laughs> I was like, and we just shipped a ton of parts out there. Um, got the Costco's turned on, you know, a GMB rolling. Um, later got an LSA out there, which took forever. Whole other story there. Yeah. But um, tell Tamara. Yeah. Let's what's talk. that? When I opened my second location, I put her in charge of getting that uh, going. And it yeah. wasn't a deal. Between her and I, it took us two months. Yeah. And we worked on it every day. That's pretty That's pretty fast from what I've been hearing. I've talked but to some we, friends. Like every day. Like I was on with Google for eight hours a day. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it takes. Just yeah. get it on. Yeah. I, I have friends that have, it's taken four months, five months to get it at. And we couldn't have been more legit, right? Like signs, oh. like, you know, I mean, showroom, like garage doors in the showroom licenses says you Licenses, know like the whole thing and what was crazy is as soon as we got it up they shut down my other location mm -hmm. and i was just at that point i was like screw it bro i'm not even dude not we, even, we, i don't care at this point just whatever we, we were uploading stuff and um you know you, you got to have the business card like in the photo you know it like wasn't close enough to like the torsion bar that was in the photo with our tool they're like please resend photo with business card i'm like i'm like really we're, we're real where they do that just like it makes no difference whatsoever mm -hmm. but i assume they're probably like getting a lot of photoshop stuff uh, yeah. which brings yeah. me to my point like how do these scam companies get up like overnight they get taken down and another one pops up and they got hundreds of reviews overnight like it, it's it is so yeah, it is crazy here. I um, I first discovered kind of what was going on. We saw a massive drop in our um, local service leads, man. We were averaging, I think it was like six, 800 a month. Um, and it dropped down quickly to like three, 400. 
And then, uh, you know, by November of last year, 22, we were down to like a hundred. I'm like, man, what is going on? And I start digging. I'm like, who are these companies on here? You know, you just, just random names, like, you know, 24 seven garage door, you know, uh, fix it never garage door. Never heard of them that you are, you know, well established and affordable other people. I know affordable door right way garage, you know, it was just like, not right away. That's Jake. I know. It was like, wait Jake's a second. Real. That was legit. Jake's real. <laughs> um, no, a- experts, a big one. I'm just, yeah. and there's like two experts. I'm like, who are these people? Excellent doors and locks. And you just keep digging and digging. I'm like, these people don't exist. Yeah. And uh, when, when you think about what we had to go through to get a legit business on an LSA, and when you look at their photos, their company, you can't find a website. You can't find a physical address. You look at all the reviews, they're showing up, you know, 10, 20, 30 a day, every day, day in, day out. Starting from like the first day they go live or whatever. First day they go live. And, um, you know, just started getting really involved, reaching out to Google and, um, you know, doing a lot of research, man. It's it's all these call center-based companies. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a lead farm. Like they're just you know, out there grabbing as many leads as possible and they're selling them. Um, I mean, they've always been doing this, you know, even before LSA became a thing. In the yellow book, they were doing it. Um, you know, if if you got 20 companies in the yellow book and and there are 12 of them, well, they got really good odds. They're going to get that phone call. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the same thing. You got, you know, in any given market, 10, 20 LSAs. And if they own half of them, well, they got a 50% chance of showing up in the three pack or the two pack on mobile, then they got an even higher chance of getting that call. So, so do you think just, people on the ground know that they're buying leads from like a scam company or do you think they do such a good job where they're just like, no, like they know. Um, I've talked to one of the, I don't want to call them employee because they're not, they're subcontractors, but I've talked to them uh, they're well aware that they're buying the leads and how they're getting the leads. It's a very tight-knit organization. I don't know who for sure is behind it. Um, that's a whole nother uh, podcast episode for sure. But um, they know they're buying them. And uh, the one guy told me you know, openly, he's like, yeah, 70 bucks. He's like, I buy the lead for 70 bucks. He's like, when the phone rings, I have to take the call. If you don't take the call, they're going to drop that guy. He won't get leads anymore. And they just have such a network of people around the country. Uh, and they're constantly recruiting and building it out. Um, LSA came out and that was like top dog. I mean, like th- th- this organization that has bounced around platforms, Yellow Book, tried the PPC, obviously GMB, they own GMB. We all know, I mean, that's a free service, but there's hundreds and hundreds of GMBs that you're like, who are these people? We spend a massive amount of time on our clients. Um, yeah. Hire us for marketing for SEO. Like there's two ways to get to the top, right? You can you do SEO or you can report spam or do the combination of the two because, you know, they don't play by the same rules well, that we do because they don't care if their Google business profile goes down. They'll just have another two up the very oh. next day those get suspended. Yeah, they're constantly in queue. They're they're ready for it. But when LSA came out, when they got wind of that, I mean, it was a race to figure it out. So they clearly cracked some kind of code. They cracked a code, whether it's with Google directly, um, it, inside Google, you know, infiltrated maybe the advanced verification department, because it really, really seems like these are just getting like pushed through. Like, hey, when you see expert door LLC show up, let it go, let it go, right? You know, from the advanced verification department or or they hacked it, you know, but to think they hacked Google and Google doesn't know about it, yeah, that I would be, I, I don't know. Consistency in everything, including price, reliability, quality, not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe Somer USA. Somer is not some startup company, not one that you need to be worried about going out of business in the near future. Somer and their family of businesses are $200 million companies. 
They're in over 100 countries, and they have locations in 20 countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first-time dealers, I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. I also hear a lot about, um, you know, people saying that their phone numbers are getting hacked mm-hmm. and um, they think it has to do with LSA. So like uh, I was out in California at a WASA event that I was speaking at and I was sat in on one of the meetings about Google spam uh, specifically on LSA. Mm-hmm. And what they're getting is people are calling the LSA number, getting a different company and then what's happening is, is that these customers are like getting totally ripped off or screwed mm-hmm. and then they're calling the company they thought they hired yep. complaining. And these companies are like, man, you didn't call us. Like we've never heard of you before. And they'll pull up their phone records and show they called that number to that business and they didn't get it. Like the numbers mm-hmm. are getting hijacked somehow. Like for I've, sure. Time. I've definitely heard of that. Like there's no doubt, you know, the, the way it's been working, I mean, what we're hearing around here is um, they're calling this, um, you know, a call center type company, right? They're, they're no one company, you know, specifically, uh, and they don't answer as one company specifically. So when they answer, they'll, they'll just say garage door repair, right? Or you know, sir. and it, yeah, garage door service. How can I help you? And then they're going to basically assign you to a local guy that's going to call you back. Well, if you don't want to play that game, you could easily call the next guy in line, um, you know, because they're going to ask for your address. So they're going to get that in, up front in the beginning. Well, you might not like that experience. You say call M&M Garage Doors. Well, you know, we will take that call. We'll book it out. And then all of a sudden come to find out. It's like we get to the customer's house and they've already been serviced, you know, because the the, the address that was given to this call center based company they're sending texts. If they're doing nothing, they're sending them out. Um, and I've heard that amongst many markets in the U.S. of friends, you know, around the country uh, that have experienced the same thing. They just beat you to it, basically. So if they're not hijacking phone numbers, they're just taking the that as a lead. You know, they get a quick phone call. My spring broke. Here's my address. Can you service me? And they don't book with them. Well, they got the address, and they know you have a broken spring. They're sending a guy out there. Yeah. So, and then when you, when they show up in an unmarked car, then they're like, you know, I've heard this before from multiple companies. They're like, oh, are you M&M Garage Doors? They're like, yeah, uh, we're a subcontractor for them. Uh, they were too busy to take the call. They called us to come out and they're going to run it through their company and then people just go for it. So, you know, it's. Uh, they're literally in cars. Oh yeah. Hands like, uh, you know, for a short amount of time, I was selling garage door parts. Yeah, we were like one of the first ones in the Atlanta market to like open up a little store, and we did uh, garage door parts uh, delivery and pickup. And all of a sudden, I started having like these—I mean, they were all Middle Eastern dudes uh, coming in, and they had—you uh, know—they all did locksmith and garage doors. Every single one of them, some yeah. uniforms like a shirt with a little badge on it or whatever, it'd say like Atlanta locksmith and door. Or something like that. And they like, I still, I'll never forget this one guy pulled up in a Kia and he popped the trunk, brought in a broken spring. And I was like, bro, I don't have like a, an exact match for this. And he goes, it doesn't matter. Just give me something close. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. you're a door guy. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, what's the name of your company? He's like, Atlanta locksmith and door or something. And I was like, 
I said, what size is this door? And he's like, it's a 16 by seven, I think. And I'm like, okay. I was like, you got one spring here and that's not, that's not heavy enough. And he's like, yeah, I left customer. They still got one spring on the door. It's still good. That's not broken. And I'm like, okay. And that's a preference, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, but the guy was like, you know, Hey, so can I set up an account, start buying a bunch of stuff from you? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so, but like those guys coming in really made me see how many of them there are because once word yeah. out, like I was getting these guys showing up like once or twice a week, uh, yeah. come buy parts from me. And, um, I eventually shut it down, but there's a lot. Yeah. You know, here's my thing, like my whole take on this. I'm a big, you know, play by the rules, man. Yeah. You know, it's like Google lays out these guidelines. I want Google to, to, to play by the rules that they created. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and just letting things happen, you know, in a way that doesn't make any sense to the guys that like me and you, you know, we go through the process to get the LSA. It's a pain in the butt. You know, we get the licensing, the insurance, you know, you name it. We play by the rules. We play by the book. Like, that's what bothers me most. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying these guys don't deserve to work here. I mean, they for sure do. I just wish, th- I wish they were doing it on a, on a level that was, you know, it, it, you know, it's fair. You know, it's a level playing field. Like, hey, man, I got to the LSA, you know, by a lot of hard work, you know, uh, great reputation. You know, um, I got my own shop, my own showroom. Like, that's how I got there. It's like, hey, man, get in line and start working. Put your head down. Get there. You know, like, I just wish you know, everyone was playing by, you know, the same rules, but they're not. And that's what drives me the most crazy. The one guy I met, I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to mention his name. You know, I interviewed him. Uh, he's a nice guy. He really is. You know, he's not from, you know, the United States, um, speaks very well English. Um, he's a very nice guy, very motivated. Um, he just, you know, he's working under this organization. So it's really not him. Like the people that we've met, that have been doing this, they're good people. It's yeah. just, you know, who they're working for. It's just, and, and and the way they're getting the leads, I just don't agree with. And I just wish, I wish it would get cleaned up. Like, I don't mind competition. Right. No big deal. Just let's all play by the same rules, man. You know, I wish it was more regulated. You know, like that's, that's my take on it. I was very frustrated in the beginning. And now today I'm just like, hey, what do we got to do to make this thing just fair? Right. You know, because it's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that it'll ever be fair. Um, Which is life, right? (laughs) Yeah. When you think about the, when you think about the, um, the effort they're putting in, could you imagine how well they'd be doing if they were to start, if they started out from the very beginning? Oh yeah. And they put this much effort into doing it right. How dominant they would probably be. I could only imagine because I mean, when you start digging into what's going on and how big it is right now and how many industries across the world, it's not just here in the US. Like this is a big deal. It is, it is impressive. It is so impressive what they've done and created and how they're doing it. I mean, we'll probably never know, you know, if it ever does get shut down, it'll just be like a light switch and moving on. Yep. But uh, it's insane. The economy is going to go up by like 30%. <laughs> Instantly. All yeah, of like, our companies, Locksmith, everybody's like, all of a sudden, all of our businesses will start booming. Yeah. C- come to find out, it's, you know, it's like a $30 billion company, you know, or something. Right. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm at the point with the LSA. It's just like, I just don't agree with the, the LSA was the best thing since like sliced bread. I mean, I don't know if you could agree by that. It was like, oh my, yeah, no, it was great. Game changing, right? It was like, wow, like I'm not going to get clicked to death on PPC. Right. I have something that's like regulated in terms of cost and I'm like guaranteed a quality phone call. This is insane. Right. And that's why it was so appealing to, you know, these outside organizations. But I'm at the point like, dude, bro, just shut it down. Let's just go back to playing by PPC, GMB. Like I, I know how to play there, but uh this LSA, we can't control it and you can't get answers. It's, 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 it's very interesting. Right. So, yeah, bro. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Um, you know, we were part of a little group that precision hired. I kind of like, I knew all the people that were going after these guys 
and um we went down that rabbit trail but that that ended and nothing really came of it but uh i know for a fact that ida had worked with google for a little bit and uh i don't think they got anywhere with it Mm. and then like the original like the og on all this stuff was i think my very first podcast if i'm not mistaken um you know he he did investigative uh report on uh what he calls bad bobs and companies taking advantage of google business profile mm-hmm. and adwords and making fake companies and um so if uh if any of you guys are interested you can google search uh garage door bad bobs mm-hmm. and all his articles will come up and um yeah he came on and we chatted about it and it was he had done a very thorough, very good job of all the research and, and writing articles on it. And uh, yeah. you know, unfortunately, it's just continued to get worse. And the, the whole point of LSA was to avoid this yeah. from happening. And- well, that's that's the uh, the unfair uh, uh, point of like, you know, the, the unfair thing about LSA is, you know, as a consumer, you're reading in here, wow, Google guaranteed. These guys are background checked. You know, they got our stamp of approval. Uh, let's hire them. And then these consumers don't know that that's not what they're getting. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, you know, a big, big no-no. Like, I, and the fact that if I'm assuming Google knows it's happening they and know. to let it continue, it's yeah. it's very, it's very concerning because, you know, go back to PPC. Google didn't back it. It wasn't Google guaranteed. You know, they didn't say that they were background checked. And it's like, now, you know, you're putting that stamp of approval, but you're not, you know, you're not policing it. So it's right. like, what, what are we doing here? Is it, is, is it just a money grab up top on the LSA? I don't know. Um, on the phone numbers, I wanted to share it with your, uh, with your listeners that we found out and maybe you've experienced the same thing. Up until a few years ago, I had no idea Apple Maps was like a different listing with a different phone number. I mean, not a different phone number, but a different listing than Google Maps. Yeah. Well, like my Apple Maps listing was hijacked multiple times. And uh, they left the name, address, everything. But what did they change? The phone number. And uh, so to anybody out there, check your Apple Maps listing. When people are on their iPhones and they do an Apple Maps search for a garage door company, they're not getting a Google search. They're getting their Apple Maps. And uh, yeah, come to find out, man. I was getting leads. Surrey too. Probably Surrey too. Exactly. So just be careful. I, I would definitely double check your profiles because uh I's pulling over right now. Uh pulling in up. their trucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 100%. So yeah, I think um and Apple's working on a bunch of different things uh, as regarded to like a Google business profile type system that's even more sophisticated than it is right now. So I'm pretty excited to see that. Um it should be pretty interesting. A lot of cool stuff out right now, man. Like that. Uh, have you been playing with that chat GPT at all? Yes, bro. We actually, um, so we've been, uh, messing with it here, but we, uh, we have, uh, we, we have quarterly projects and, uh, one of my employees did their project and presentation today, actually, uh, for the court for first quarter on chat GPT. And we're trying to figure out like, how do we use it here? Uh, such and such, like how to, like, is there a way to make us more efficient or find information quicker or whatever? So we're, we're testing it in a couple different fronts. So we're pretty excited about it. Yeah. I mean, we've been using it, um, you know, for contracts, agreements, you know, write up a job description, just tell it to some basic key points you want to, you know, have inside there and hit enter and boom, 30 seconds later, you got like this full description or full agreement or full contract. You know, you can write offer letters, um, you could do blog posts. I mean, if you ask it, you know, what's the top 10 uh, things I can do to best maintain my garage door? It's like instant. There you go. And like you read it as a garage door guy, you're like, it's not wrong. It's 100% right. And you're like, this is insane. You know, I wish I had this back when I was in school. Right. That's what. That's awesome. exactly the conversation that we had during the meeting this morning. Like, man. Yeah. yeah. But now they're talking like they have a way that they can plug in, of you know, course. that into another software and it'll know. I don't know. Yeah, I still would have, I still would have used it though, for sure. I, yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's really cool. You know, 
what what AI can do, man. I can't wait to just learn more about it. I'm all about learning right now. You know, I went from garage door guy to, you know, business owner, you know, working on the business and like my roles completely shifted, you know, my responsibilities and, uh, you know, I'm all about going after new information, you know, new, new tools that, you know, that we can use, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, online or in the field. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's you definitely what excites me. <laughs> we do, dude. We just got the brute. Yeah. And, uh, I got a 29 year veteran, never used one. And, uh, he's a commercial guy. We, you know, we got a commercial division that we bought, uh, last year and, uh, he's like, well, I'll give it a go. That's all he wants to use, man. Nice. It is insane. We actually sent out the sure winder on one of a, sm a smaller job, yeah. but he had to go wind some duplex. And he's like, I don't know, man, we actually had to get a special drill for the brute. And, uh, he's like, it is insane. It is insane how easy it is. Yeah. And he's like, dude, 29 years of wine and duplex and stuff like that. He's like, you just bought me five years of my life. Yeah. I was like, perfect, man. You he's know, build longer, make him money longer. Dude, it, it is a game changer. I haven't, I have not personally used it myself, but, uh, I just hear great things about it. Yeah. And, and it looks beautiful. The way it comes out, you see that case that comes in. It's like it's almost like you're pulling out like a real uh, expensive gun, you know. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, it feels good. They did a phenomenal yeah. job. The quality of it, everything, it's so good, and it couldn't be ran by a better dude. Chris is freaking awesome. Yeah, um, here, uh, um, you, you talk about him in all your podcasts. That's uh, that's great. Yeah, he's a sponsor of ours. Yeah. Great. Imagine how that came up. I don't know how we got here. Um, so. <laughs> Anyway, uh, lots of cool things coming out in the industry right now. I feel like garage door companies are, you know, the manufacturers themselves are getting a little bit more innovative. Mm -hmm. You got DoorLink came out with the new plank door that looks gorgeous. You got Clope came out with a plank door that looks great. Uh, just got an email like why we were on this podcast right now. Uh, Clope's new Avanti. Um, mm -hmm. Did you see yeah. that? It, it it's like uh amar's horizon yep um like that. i forget i forget what they called it but i saw the email amar was it called sleek sleek amar yeah. released that the, their plank will be out in the next few months as well too they had uh sa samples of it down in puerto rico it, it looked great it looked really good how why did it take so long that's my question for everybody because chi came out with that product and, and it's been selling like freaking hotcakes for what eight years now um five years something like that and like, i mean it's definitely you know the the wood grain that chi's got is impressive it looks so good you know i don't know if it's like a, a longevity quality of the paint finish because i know amar's finish that they're coming out with it's uh completely different than what like chi's doing so um pays. i talked to him about that so chi does a print mm -hmm. They're like testing yes. it on, yep. uh, kind of like a scanner, I guess, or like a you know some type mm -hmm. of technology. <laughs> and and they had some quality issues back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, we I talked to one of their product guys, and and they said that you know in the very beginning they had some, they had a few issues with oh, with uh with the fading and and stuff. And mm -hmm. so they did a bunch of research and in, invested heavily into like a higher end. Uh, uh, uv protectant finish um and that's uh that 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 is what made the kind of i guess the price go up or whatever anyway. yeah. so long story I, short the newer versions have this like uv protectant mm -hmm. uh, but i said how long does that take to wear off before somebody should probably like roll a new one on and his his reply was uh it won't break down within five years so five years sounded like it was kind of like that's where you probably need to like you you should hop in there and yeah. uh get a code on there and i think that's why clope and amar have taken so long because i should have took better notes on the plank for amar but um i believe it's in the steel like like their coil i think is going to have it in there they're not printing that's, it no that's the same as clope they told me yeah. they're buying rolls that have that grain in it mm -hmm. and what was impressive is I hate repetitiveness. Like mm -hmm. there's nothing that screams fake wood garage door than like 
repeating yeah, you, blank. You can see it like. Yeah. Yeah. I hate oh, that, yeah. bro. Yeah. Hate it. Like I refuse yep. to sell it. Customers be like, I want that. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'm not doing that because it looks like crap and it repeats. So yep. low pays doesn't repeat. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like telling him, I said, dude, whoever your team is, uh, pick this, like, let them know that I don't see any repetitive patterns in the entire door. And thank you because oh, for sure it's beautiful. You know, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, heavily, uh, into Amar, but, uh, we do sell all the products and there's so many cool products right now. I mean, Haas has great products. Mm-hmm. got great stuff coming out uh dude the axolotti that that guy was there he's from singapore yeah dude jake's the man i love i love jake i hope he's listening right now because uh i love jake's jake's one of my best friends i you know i think we talk every week pretty much uh and jake was down there with his axolotti guy that's super impressive it's gonna be expensive but you know all your markets atlanta detroit we got the high-end neighborhoods Right. They're there, you know. Are you going to sell it's twenty so a year? Unique that yeah. it's like, I mean, what, it's, where else are you going to get something like this? Well, what's crazy is like they're going to release like set set patterns and materials and design, but uh, at, hearing that guy speak, um, that that makes all that stuff, it's like infinite. Like they'll do whatever you want to do, yep. but it's gonna it's gonna be a select offering for um to Amar right now. But uh, the patterns, I mean, the quality of material, it is insane. I'm I mean, you can one of those for my house, bro. Dude, because we're dude, building. It's oh, insane. I've yeah, heard hundred percent. Brian, say what? I've heard about who makes the decisions on your doors. Yes. <laughs> Why you gotta bring that up? <laughs> I've never felt like less of a man. You know, my wife, she's. I'm building her dream house right now. And I'm like, babe, there's a couple things I really need. Like uh, I need an office and I'm not allowed to use the office because she says I'm too messy. So the office is like, I don't know what that's going to be. It's going to be like a decorative office that like we can look at when we walk by it. And then her other thing was, you know, I'm like, oh yes, finally going to have a house that I can put a glass garage door on. She's like, I hate glass garage doors. It's like the worst, ugliest garage door in the world. I'm like, are you freaking Damn kidding me right now? Like yeah. this is what I sell the most. I love it. Like I want this. She's like, it doesn't go with our house. I'm like it absolutely goes with our house. We just got black windows. Like yeah. how does a black glass garage door not match black windows? She's like, you got to break it up. She's like, I want, I want wood. Dude, give like, me, give me a log home. I'll put a glass door on it. I love glass doors. I love, I love it. it. Go with everything yeah. anyway. So oh, yeah. anyway, here we are like talking about wood garage doors and, and then, um, and then I showed her Axel Audi. I guess is actually how you say it. So yeah. you're saying it that way. Yeah. Just you. Um, I I might not be right though. So Jake, Axel, I'm sorry. Axel, it's Axolotl. Axolotl. Perfect. Yeah. Sorry, anyway, Jake. It, like, uh, and then I hit Jacob. I'm like, bro, what, what's it gonna take, man? Like, so uh, he's working some back channels for me to try to help me out. But we're featuring this house in a magazine um in modern luxury magazine and um like we're we're going all out so i need something that's gonna pop like i need something unique that yeah. you like holy cow i've never seen anything like that before um or you know just something classic but beautiful and so the wood thing uh she was on the herringbone she's like this is what i want so i got prices from our door manufacturers like we're looking to put this on our house, blah, blah, blah. So we're getting all this back. And two days ago, like, she's like, I think I changed my mind. I'm like, holy cow, woman. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I might just pull the trigger on the glass door and just stick it in and tell her you're going to do this for a little while. And then you know, she- you know what you tell her? You're like, this is our temporary door. Yes. And then temporary becomes permanent. And you're yeah. like, oh, I'm just no. <laughs> too busy to deal with this right now, babe. Yeah, Let's just yeah. one more year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny. So My, that's terrible. I feel like that's a good move. No, and, I uh dude. I love my wife. I let her totally. I'm like, hey, what do you feel? And like, you know, I just want I want her to be happy with it. Like, I'm good. For you yeah. too. She gets the whole rest of the house. I just want the garage door. I know. Yeah. I do agree that's probably fair. That's it. But she, she gave me a bifold. So that's, that's one thing. Yeah, yeah. I got a bifold in the living room now. 
What is it? It's a bifold. Doing it. You know, the horizontal bifold doors. Oh yeah. Yeah. You live in Atlanta. Yeah. That's so awesome. We have this, um, we have like a, a 12 foot, um, concrete patio that's going to be off, off the back of our living room. Nice. And then we're going to put screens, phantom screens, plug for yep. phantom screens are the best in the world. Um, we're going to put phantom screens to close in the porch. Yep. And we've got the collapsible bifold so we can open it up, close the screens. We'll have a so fire. like the whole back of your house opens up. Yeah, dude. We got a fireplace on the on the back porch, uh, patio, whatever. And then right outside of that, we're going to have our pool. So. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Trying, dude. Trying, yeah. bro. I've been working my freaking ass off since I was like hey. 15 years old. Man, you work hard. You can get great things, man. Don't stop. Yeah. Cry, keep grinding, man. Want, like nice cars or none of that. Like, it doesn't wow. appeal to me. I, when I get done working, I want to go somewhere where it's like an oasis, where I don't feel yep. like I need to go on vacation, you know? Yep, 100%. So my wife, I was like, dude, I need a cold plunge. I need a sauna. I need a pool and a nice back porch. I said, if you can give me those things, I'm good. Like, we'll just, I'll stay here forever. Dude. That's where it's at. Yeah, I I definitely want to look into some screens, man. The, the mosquitoes can get pretty bad up here. Yeah, so. dude, phantom screens. If they yeah. don't have a distributor there, you definitely need to sign up. We I'm gonna look into them. them. Um, there was a company here who had a distributorship. They were able to pull up all the orders and everything. We it totaled up to be over a million dollars in revenue. Um, that 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 company lost by breaking their agreement, and mm-hmm. so. They came to us because I had been chasing them to get signed up as a dealer. And they were like, what do you feel about being like an exclusive distributor? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you mean like all of them are going to run through us? And she's like, yeah. yeah. She's like, you can set up dealers if you want. And I'm like, no, that's okay. I was like, we'll just make Aaron overhead door the dealer and we'll cover it. And For sure. We, like we're booked out like four weeks on screens right now. And we how, haven't done any marketing. How was the installation? Pretty easy? Super easy, bro. Yeah. They're, they're uh they're they're motorized right yeah well they have motorized and then they have the sliding door like oh, okay yeah, yeah screens yeah uh, but you can do them for like uh large openings up to 16 feet too so like if you wanted wow to, yeah if you want to put one on your garage door yeah you could and it's just it slides from right to left okay being like uh up and over or you know whatever yeah the up and over one i, I hate the clutter man yeah, we we do them you know we probably do 10 a year yeah. And they, they look great from the exterior. I just hate that clutter. Everything's just sitting down, you know? That's and you, awesome. have to, you have to be like, you can't go over like 15 inch radius, I think. And a lot Correct. of what we do here is 20 and 32 and high lift. Yeah. Bitch. So yep. like that completely like a, uh, marks it out on those accounts. So yeah. Well, Matt, bro, listen, dude, it's always great. Uh, 100% didn't disappoint we skipped around a little bit just like our conversation previously on the phone but uh, I enjoyed every minute of it and you're welcome to come on the show whenever you want dude if you want awesome be, uh, maybe we can replace Tamara as you can make the co-host or something Ooh, you know what if, if Tamara's wow. ever out if she's wow. ever out sick I'll jump in with you <laughs> I'm just kidding no yeah. I not do it without Tamara plus uh, I don't know why but the thumbnail always goes to Tamara it does uh, not. I intentionally choose you, even oh, if it's me. This last because one. This last you. time I had to choose because you looked like a goofball. I was like, he'll be mad if I use this thumbnail. Uh, so I, I fell I, on the sword I, for you, I, Ryan. I don't care. Like, you know how you take a picture and your wife's like, I need to see that before you post it. Like, I really don't care. Like, I don't care. Yeah. The pictures yeah, are capturing who we are to a degree. So. But if you take it from an angle, my wife says, like down, it makes you look thinner. That's all. Take all your photos. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, Matt, that's great, bro, man. I appreciate having me on. Yeah, yep. definitely, man. You're welcome anytime for sure. And uh, if you get any new news on um, on the, the little shenanigans going on, please let me know. I'll 100%. Let's stay uh, in touch for sure. For sure. All right. Well, thank you, Matthew, for coming on. Eminem Garage Doors. If people want to connect with you, how do they do that? Uh, you hit me in my email. It's matt at mnmdoor.com, M-A-N-D-M door.com. There is no and symbol, which people commonly make a mistake. But uh, yeah, feel free. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to chat with you. 
And I would say if you need a garage door, hit them up. But I assume like 99% of the people on this podcast do not need a garage door. So probably not. Probably not. (laughs) And shout out to Jake for making it on the podcast today. Uh, A mention and we'll have to tag him or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is great, guys. I really appreciate it. If you guys need anything, let me know. But uh, this was awesome. All right, bro. Well, have a good day and thank you for coming. All right, guys. See you.